When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramble Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA today will be Elon's ugly ass owe me the fucking fade, you bitch ass cracker. Um, as usual, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Hello, everybody. It is me, Candice, not so new to PC. And my AKA for today is my account is not restricted. You so Don't be a Jeremy. Be a Candice. You so You know? Don't fuck around and find out. Well, it ain't restricted no more. It should have been restricted in the first place, though. Don't have to fuck around and appeal your account being restricted for 12 hours. <laughs> so petty. You know, I, I did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that no more. <laughs> okay. But no, what's up, everybody? Um, Today is just a dastardly duo. As Adrian is celebrating her birthday weekend, we want to wish our third amigo a very, very, very happy birthday. We hope ooh, that ooh, this- ooh, ooh, ooh. Exactly. We hope that this weekend has been full of fun, food, uh, and good drinks, and niggotry, and um, orgasms, and things of that nature. Live life. More life, more happiness, more joy, more peace, uh, more... Less white folks. More non-performative blackness, you know? Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know... I'm just I'm kind of hesitant to pick up new shows because it just feels like w- it, when everything picks back up, it'll pick back up. And I mean, y'all deserve a good little get in and get out type of schnitting to think sometimes, you know, everything don't need to be a two hour episode. We had that on Ratchet Reloaded. We did. If you Segway Jones. Segway fucking Jones. If you have not, treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises. Subscribe at the red noise level for $5 a month. If you want access to our companion show, Ratchet Reloaded, where we are covering all of the after lockups uh, and during lockups. So love during lockup, love after lockup, life after lockup. Damn, your mama locked up. We we covering all of that. Plus, you know what's funny about that, Candace? Yeah, is that because you because y'all know sometimes I watch these shows on YouTube just because it's more convenient. And for all of the lockups, they don't even bother differentiating between the no, different they're ones. all under love after lockup. Yeah, even though they're totally, they're not totally different, but they're different shows. Yeah, so love lockup is self explanatory. It's these people embarking on these prison relationships with somebody who is currently incarcerated either for a long term or they'll be getting out really soon. And then Love After Lockup is about the couples being together immediately upon one of the partners being released from jail and seeing how that pans out. 
And then Life After Lockup covers the couples that made it beyond Love After Lockup, if you ever wanted to know what the difference was. But it's all mess. It's all buffoonery. It's all chaos. It's all calamity. The couples who tend to do really well, they typically stop filming the show. Yep. Um, like um, I want to say Brittany. like Brittany and Ray and uh that one guy who borrowed the money from the white dad for the engagement ring. Um yes. Yeah, and like she name, moved yeah. from comp she moved from Las Vegas to Compton, to Compton. while yeah. he was on probation or parole or whatever. Them, I think they're still together. And then some couples just stopped doing the show because they look so goddamn stupid. But, um, yeah. And then we also are covering Love and Hip Hop Atlanta on the Patreon. So if you miss your dose of Mona, we have covered Black Ink. We are covering Crazy in Love with Krishan and Blueface. Uh, We have covered Jocelyn's Cabaret. I think we're going to start potentially covering um, season one and two of College Hill Celebrity Edition. But in terms of the regular fee, Married to Medicine will be back in the fall. They said November. Uh, Potomac will be heading back to our TV way, airways. Oh, there's a Married to Medicine Miami somewhere on the horizon, too. Which, if you're going to yes. get Miami one, you should bring L.A. back. Yeah, L.A. deserves another another go-round. And, uh, yeah, because wait, wasn't, um, I forget her name because Lord has been so long, but wasn't one of the main ones she was, she and her husband, like, she was in LA and the husband was in Florida, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I, yep. I, I forget her name, blame it on my head, not my heart, but yep, yeah, I remember, I don't remember the name, but yes, you're right, yeah. Um, and then I believe Salt Lake City is on its way back. I don't know the exact date. I just know that I hooted and fucking hollered when Mary told Heather she looked like she's inbred in that trailer. And Heather said, so wait, you think I look inbred? And Mary was like, yes. If you haven't checked out Richard Reloaded, I laughed for a smooth 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So for now, we're just going to be three in and out well i want to say more like two and a quarter because i don't know that we can consider this season of real housewives of atlanta a full show it's just kind of like watching sketch comedy but no comedy a fashion show with no fashion yeah and so this week we see the return of a very single cynthia bailey and i you know Y'all know that I don't hold any punches with Carlo King, uh, Carlos King when it comes to some of the own shows. We have dragged him rightfully so when it has come to Monique. We have dragged him when it has come to Love and Marriage Huntsville. And so I'm going to give Andy the same dragging. I don't see a reason to bring Cynthia Bailey back to this show if she is not going to be discussing the disillusion of her marriage to Mike Hill after she went and made this big to-do about their wedding in the middle of, at the height of the pandemic being covered on this show and putting so many people's lives in, in danger. So bringing her back and allowing her to take up space while not uh, making it such that she has to be 100% transparent about why her marriage ended is bullshit and it's a waste of people's time and it only brings to pass 
what Nene said during her two-hour interview, her two-part, should I say two-part interview with Carlos King and that the show is gone. It is beyond its glory days. It's time to be put out the pasture. A, a lot of things are being done and it still doesn't yield any star quality. Nobody has it. Cynthia went, this was the probably the quickest marriage Cynthia has been in. It probably ha- it probably took more time to plan the wedding did- than it did for them to get divorced. Yeah. They was planning that for what, like a year, and they was together for like what eight months. It was something, but I just don't understand bringing her back to this show, and that's not a part of her storyline. If you're going to bring back OGs, the OGs should have to be real and transparent. And give us the old Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right now, again, we're just getting a bunch of fluffing fucking filler. Like, as it speaks, this whole episode revolved around a consensual kiss between two adult women. This is <sighs> this is the melee. Yeah. It's not anybody who's been cheating. It's not, you know, my man, my man, my man. It's not... Uh, a husband stepping in women's business. It's not in the shady business practices. It's it's nothing like that. It's too. It's it, 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 the year twenty twenty three of our Lord Beyonce. It is about two grown titty ass women having a kiss. A kiss, not not no coochie kisses. Because not- that I would like to see. My <laughs> queen. <laughs> 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 Not, I'll be here all week. Not no scissoring, not no bumping kitchies, not even filling on each other's titties. But two two women exchanging a very non-passionate kiss. It wasn't a full-on tongue out, panting, groping, moaning, groaning, bumping, grinding. It wasn't even a makeout. It wasn't even second base. It was first base. And it was probably done under the consumption of some fucking alcohol. What are we doing here? And I just feel like, Candy, you have a lot to say for somebody who goes the mile to keep 95% of your private life private. You know, at this point, it kind of just feels like a lot of the OGs are just there for cameos. It's kind of like they, you know, it's it's like a celeb or, you know, somebody showing up to a club for a club appearance. They just there for the marketing. It's not, they're not there to like, you know, actually provide anything or something. No. No, nothing. It just seems like you know what the you know what the gag is, Candace. We could have put we could have put uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta on the main feed, and hell, Housewives could have been on the on the back on. Uh, if Reload. we wanted to keep it a fucking bug, but then wouldn't nobody want to really subscribe to the Patreon if we was gonna be talking about Housewives? <laughs> True. Like right now, I'm telling you, Real Housewives of Atlanta is strictly on this lineup. Due to nostalgia and due to what did raisins do? I don't think they've been awful, but they're nowhere what they should be if if Andy truly revamps this cast. I mean, it's here for the nostalgia and the the cultural significance of what Real Housewives of Atlanta brought to reality TV because we are talking about a show that is set in you know, one of the blackest cities in this country, right? Atlanta. 
And it's showing Black women living these larger-than-life lifestyles, wearing the best of the best, driving the best of the best, movers and shakers and businesses. and, And then when you get beyond that, you realize that a lot of these women... Are, are on the struggle bus even still. This is season what? 15. 15, okay, because I'm on the site now. I'm looking, I'm looking at the ratings now. Season 15. And so... Oh, God! <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> God damn! Oh, no. <laughs> even last season, so season 14, um, on average, they were clocking... Oh, Jesus. Damn. Okay, they... Mm, it's kind of up and down, but at least they have more episodes in the millions than they do episodes that's not. For this season, ain't nan episode even got close to clocking a million views. Jesus Christ. Oh wow. Yeah, the the one that even the one that's even the highest one is episode six, and that's just barely over nine hundred thousand. Nothing oh. else, and that's the closest one to a million in that. And you an engineer, so you know math better than me. That even ain't still ain't even close to a million. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. There is no star power. Good God. There is no star power, and you've got to be honest about the fact when you've got Candy Burris on this show, who made you know came created a slogan for herself last season as "I'm worldwide." You're worldwide, but your worldwide is not bringing in viewership. More like worldwide. Am I right? <laughs> like it, it's not given what it was supposed to have gave for you to be an OG right now. Marlo is the funniest person on this fucking season, and to me, much like Nene said in that interview, it leaves a lot to be desired when Marlo is is you know the most entertaining. And that's because a damn she is, thing. She is truly a mean and nasty spirit. Yeah, oh yeah, ooh, Candace, this is bad. Like it's it's because I'm on the side now. It's like. Okay, so they so the latest ones they have is like season twelve up to this one, and like with season 12, 13, like even with thirteen, because thirteen is lower. Like with with twelve, they actually had you know no episode got close to um two million, but it was like if I if I were to do the average, it's an an average like one point six million, one point seven, like somewhere in that area, right? Then you get to seasons 14 and 15, especially, like, you see the dip. Like, it jumps out at you, like, the dip. Yeah. Like, it jumps out. Um, I mean, again, oh, there's, there's nobody to anchor the show. There's nobody extremely memorable. And right now, a majority of the drama has been centered around Marlo's dead nephew and now around an, a kiss between two consenting adults which takes us back to the bolo season with Portia. Like, even if Portia fucked the stripper, they were she was single and they were consenting adults, and that should not be a conversation. Which season was that? Thirteen or fourteen? I think it was thirteen or fourteen, maybe thirteen or fourteen. I'm not sure, but either way, it just it. It might have been fourteen, maybe just only because I like fourteen and fifteen are the ones that where the viewership stands out where it's down. Because even right. 13 was still, like, good. Right. So it might have been 14. But it's it's just kind of like, mm. what are we doing here? And now you, y'all have strapped the rest of the remainder of the season onto Drew's back 
And like y'all should really be embarrassed that y'all are basically letting the rookie carry this season off of a damn kiss and a pending divorce. You know what the highest viewed episode was for last season? Mm-hmm. Part three of the reunion. Mm, yeah. Which sat at, which clocked in 1,131 views. And that's the highest for last season. That was part three of the reunion. Mm. But, you know, what do y'all want people to do with this information? And in I, fa- I mean, it, it also bears bringing up that Latoya continues to change her story about what went down with her and Drew. And one minute the kiss happened, the next minute it didn't, the next minute this, the next minute that. And again, this shouldn't even be a conversation because two adult women who did something consensually should tell everybody to mind their fucking business and call it a day. I don't know why this is a conversation piece, especially when there are people, there are cast members with bigger family and life issues going on like Candy. Candy own fucking mama took her raggedy wig wearing ass up to the BravoCon and talked about Candy husband like a goddamn dog. That shouldn't be getting clocked more than Drew and Latoya kissing. Huh? Like, tell me something. Or the fact that Sheree and she by Sheree don't fucking exist for real no more. <laughs> Y'all keep sliding over that. Or the fact that Kenya has not had to discuss that fucking divorce from Mark and how he taking her through the goddamn ringer. Mm. We still don't know what the fuck Marlo does. Be ugly. So again, I just am, I don't, I don't understand this. Um, Candy talking about, well, why, why Drew keeps singling me out and this, that, and the third, because for you to be a woman who is so avidly sex positive and for you to be Miss Freaky fucking Frog, Miss Kermit the wig, Kermit the frog in the red wig, Miss Kermit the wig. Why the fuck are you so caught up in these people's sex lives? Hey, Ken, who you said that? <laughs> why, did I, why did I picture Kermit singing Candy Parson? Who do I run to? <laughs> <laughs> you just saw a Tiny. Like, I, let's just relax here. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I mean, I'm already going here. You didn't have to add on to it, nigga. I'm just saying. Like, I, to me, I just feel like, again, Candy is allowed to be as hypocritical as she want to be. And then she'll sit up there like, my life is on display. My life is on display. How? How your life on display? Your mama agreed to go to therapy. We ain't get one episode of that. Your, your mama said y'all should do family therapy. We ain't seen nobody be therapied yet. And that, I feel like that's prime real estate. Off of being the freakiest bitch on this show, and yet you sitting up here constantly trying to dredge up and have conversation about two women kissing consensually when you when you be down there in your granny panties eating pussy, you and Ty in the dungeon doing dastardly deeds. Leave us alone. And I just want to say. Y'all got a lot of smoke with Nene, and y'all think it's because Nene can't come back on the show that she got so much to say. But Nene only says what everybody be thinking about this show. And it's the fact that, Candy, you are boring. What makes you interesting is that it's your fucked up family dynamics. That's what make you interesting. Your fucked up family, your fucked up mama, and the way she treats your husband, and the way your husband lay down and take the shit, 
and the way your daughter ran off to college and didn't want to be bothered with them kids and the way Todd's daughter don't want to be on TV, you are not interesting per se, but your dysfunctional family is that you keep trying to paint as not dysfunctional. That's why you're interesting. You cannot yeah. stand on your own. You're definitely a effect person, not a cause. Like you are definitely a supporting cast and that's okay. And yeah. y'all be having a lot to say, but for a long time, Lanithia Leakes carried that show on her goddamn back. Whether she Nini, was the villain or the victor. Nene was the cause and the effect. At the same, truly, again, say what you want about Nene, but her impact, icon, icon status and legacy cannot be denied. Anyways, and Candy has said she would love to see Nene come back since Nene has so much to say. And that would be this that would be y'all y'all season with the next best viewership. Right? It really would be. I put put it like this. Looking at these numbers, even if Nene just came back as a cameo and didn't even contribute much to the show, I can guarantee you them numbers will look better than what the fuck I'm looking at on my phone right now. Because good God. Nene could do a sit-down with Andy Cohen, a one-on-one, -on -one, and, and really and really discuss and hash everything out. And that would and do more it would, it would it would have higher ratings than probably the whole Housewives season. I'm just saying. Now, I probably believe after that lawsuit, legally, they will never work with her again. Yeah, I agree. And um, if she is being blackballed, I hate that for her because... I don't think anybody should be afraid to branch out and, and embark on a deal with her because of Andy and Bravo. I'm sorry, but the to me, I don't watch the White Housewives shows, but the black the ones where there's a, a lot of black cast members, they have definitely been on a downward spiral. We even said that about Potomac. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope but you know what that since I'm looking at numbers. Continue, Karen. No, I hope that since this um, Carlos King interview, I hope this is the start of a new business relationship between Carlos and Nini. I hope that they could work something out and get Nini over to own. Um, because I do think that her life is interesting and not in a tea type of way, but in a, she, she just has a lot going on and it would be very interesting to see her life as she navigates, you know, a lot of the things that she's been going through as a widow, um, as a mom to a son who had a, 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 a health scare, you know, as a mom to a son who is battling addiction, um, you know, navigating dating businesses, trying to get her foot back in the door in the reality TV industry. I just think she got a story to tell more so now than ever. I agree. So that's what I will say. And I I don't, I just do not care. Um, we're at like episode 13 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I just want to see it through. I am, I want to see it through. I want to watch the reunions because I want to see, you know, how Marlo is going to fare because Marlo is a, you know, throw stones and hide her hand ass bitch. And so I just want to see how she's going to run it when she's sitting in front of all these ladies' faces after being so fucking nasty and shady. That's that's what I would like to see. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to see it through. But, you know, season 16, without some significant cast changes, 
and some mixing it up and like it's everybody is too complacent. They are complacent, uh, giving us smoke and mirrors. So I'm looking at Real Housewives of Potomac's numbers, and even though they it didn't give me the earlier seasons so far, I can only pull six season six or seven. But even their numbers, which are kind of on the decline as well, they are still leagues and bounds better with the last two seasons combined than Real Housewives is. Real yeah. Housewives of Atlanta better. Right. Well, yeah. we um prayers down to everybody. We are going to go uh over to uh the king land and the own shows and i would like to hop into love and marriage detroit because um you know what carlos it is given what it's supposed to have gave these men is messy as fuck they messier than the women they are messier than the women let me say this i think anthony is a fat insecure weirdo who is overcompensating to try and be the leader of that friend group because he has never been popular a day in his fucking life. <laughs> he, t- he took that one tweet to heart, like, why are you not the leader of your friend group? <laughs> I, I think that he is keeping, he is trying to keep up a lot of tension and dissension and defi- division amongst the that friend group because he wants to be the go the go to between everybody. He wants to have his hands in everything within that friend group, and it's fucking weird. Okay. To piggyback um, off of you, because I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm glad that we're here because I've had that feeling uh, since the, since the first episode. I I've never liked Anthony. I just want to make that perfect. I never liked that nigga. Um, he wants to have control because somewhere along the line of his life, he never had control of himself. He don't even have, I won't even say control. He doesn't have respect in his own marriage. And so he is overcompensating and doing the most to gather it elsewhere. Your wife don't respect you. Your wife doesn't compromise with you. Your wife doesn't recognize your dreams and goals outside of what you can do to further hers. And now you are taking it out on everybody fucking else because there is no reason to be still talking about Brandon is your boy. But every time we turn around, you shit talking him. You're trying to snake him. And here's the thing. I don't even fucking like Brandon. But I'm 10 toes down on the fact that I think Brandon is sneaky. He has not created a star yet in the star factory. And he need to be honest and go get him a nine to five. True. However, I don't consider that man no friend. You have said that man has been, y'all have been friends for a long time at ABCDEFG. And every single episode since this Kobe situation, you have done things to undercut him, to undermine him, to invalidate his feelings and things that are important to him, to throw him under the bus while wanting to sit and smile up in his fucking face. And I that's, absolutely that's think, yeah, I do think Brandon has every right to feel the way he feels concerning you because you are moving like a bitch. Yeah. I mean, when they had that sit down and Anthony had that blow up, like his. What they always say, uh, when your true feelings come out when you angry, he meant all of that shit about how trash he is, you know, at the Star Factory, they ain't produced one star, which I mean, we just said that. I mean, it's true. But if that's your friend, that ain't something that you that you got on your heart. That was on your heart. You meant that shit. Yeah, yeah. You see that 
you keep that man close for competition purposes. You don't keep that man close because you see him as a friend and you genuinely want to see him win. You want to keep him close to make sure he fails and you want to have a front row seat to it. And as a man, well, man or woman, I just think that's some bullshit. I don't believe in keep your friends close and your enemies closer. If you my enemy, get the fuck away from me. Stay far, far away from me. Do your thing. I do mine. True. Period. I, I think you a sorry ass nigga. And I think your wife is full of shit too. Cause for somebody who don't like drama, 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 her husband is the biggest dramatic bitch amongst the, amongst the circle. Yeah. Like I, uh, <laughs> it's when I remember, I think the last time, uh, we uh we recorded the regular feed. We talked about it. You were saying how you how you don't want to uh how you trying to break away from like calling men bitches and shit. But then th- this is one of the cases where the shoe absolutely fits. He is absolutely a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he a bitch. Uh, he a bitch ass nigga, man. And I and you know what? Uh, and and this is on the scale of his shenanigans. This is you know minor, but it just irritates me. I hate the fact that he tries to act so tough when his voice is damn the Mariah Carey levels of octave. Um, you you don't have no base in your voice for you to be trying to act like this. Yeah. Like, I can't take a nigga seriously that I always sound like somebody stubbed his damn toe. Yeah. I'm going to need you to get some damn base in your voice. Yeah. You whole-ass nigga. Absolutely. Where's Orlando Brown when you need to tell somebody stop being a weird-ass nigga? Where's, where's Orlando Brown when you need? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But also, but also, Christina... You are a fucking liar, a bold-faced liar, and I'm very, very agitated that that was passed over very nonchalantly in this previous episode. Because you, well, you you lied to Latoya, you lied to Russell, and you lied to Kobe. First of all, again, there is no way that your husband determined that that girl was copying you and doing everything you were doing without you planting that bug in his ear. Y'all were pillow talking. You said, I feel like everything I do, Kobe does something similar. I know, uh, I know, you know, copying can be the sincerest form of flattery, but I feel like everything I do, she does as well. You said that shit. It's on tape. You said that. You put that in your husband's ear. And your husband had a chip on his fucking shoulder because Kobe let you know that he was being a sneaky motherfucker. So he is he is going to sow seeds of division at any fucking cost. Because if we talk about you, then we ain't got to talk about me. But you lied because when you sat down with that with that Britney lady, she never once said that Brandon mentioned anything about Anthony and Latoya. No, I'm sorry. She never said anything about Kobe and Russell. And for them to roll the camera back and show you bold face lying, and then everybody talk about, okay, I'm glad we straightened this out. What was straightened out? Because Christina lied. And I will say, Brandon, you a fucking weirdo, but thank you for calling Brittany up because you struck the fear of God and Christina lying ass. Her eyes got big as fuck. She looked like a bug. It looked like it was it was looking like the first time someone ever like called her out on the lie, like to her face. Yeah. And but got the nerve to be sitting up there talking about Brandon. Your mom never held you accountable. Yours either, apparently, because you you got caught in a bold face ass lie. And the cameras rolled back and showed that Brittany said that 
only Brandon said he don't fuck with her like that. Come on now. Come on. Like, I don't do like, don't else. gloss over shit like that. Because you know what I feel like it was, Jeremy? After her and Kobe had that big blow up, she was trying to do a temperature check by calling Russell and being like, I know I haven't talked to y'all, but you will never believe what was just said about y'all. You know, like, instead mm -hmm. of just being a woman and owning her shit and calling and saying, I hate the way things went between, you know, between Kobe and I, and, you know, do you think she would be open to having a conversation? You you took a you took a sucker made way out of the shit. You yeah. fabricated some drama as an end back into their lives. You a liar, girl. Your husband a liar, and y'all is two liars made in liar fucking hell. Lie, oh yeah. He lied, you lie, y'all lie. Also, yeah, that was a beautiful vineyard. And shout out to Latoya for flexing on him. Y'all got so much of everything to say, but look at this, bitch. Look at this. It was, it was very beautiful. It was it was very beautiful. I like the guy that owned the club more than I like Brandon and Anthony. I so keep right. forgetting his name. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo should be a permanent. Anthony you, or Brandon you, you and Christine should be of? friends of the show. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, how we like the, um, the shit. I forget his name. Blame it on my head, not my heart. But it reminds me of the dude on uh, on Black Ink LA that we liked more than uh Tim and um and what's his face? They they the light skin dude. Yes. yes. Oh yeah yeah. That's what remind me of. Yeah yeah. Put him on the damn show. Yeah absolutely. Put, put these niggas on the backboard. Put, put 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 him on the show. Before we go, because I'm just gonna wait till next weekend to truly drag it. But the preview for next week shows um. This hundred men convention get together shit that Brent, that Anthony is organizing, oh. and Marceau is there, and Marceau is there spitting nothing but lies, and he made a statement about how we're far less violent than we are painted to be. We are much more logical. We are much more thought driven. We are bet we're better entrepreneurs. And forgive me. Statistics do not support that. And no amount of trying to sensationalize niggas in suits is going to make that true. We know what the statistics say about Black women and their Black romantic partners and the very, uh, what, what, how am I trying to word this? The risks that Black women face from their romantic partnerships at the hands of Black men. If you want to do a service to black men, you can start to break down patriarchy. But sitting on TV and and on national TV and telling bold-faced lies is it's not going to make it be true. Are black men intelligent? Absolutely. And when when black people, black men, and we can talk about black men because this is the who what he was lying about. When when you break down patriarchy and when you provide proper resources and access and things of that nature, then yes, black men can succeed and do extremely well in life. But when you sit up and you lie and you sensationalize and you create statistics and you make up statistics in your mind, you don't help anybody, specifically not black men. You I will say you don't I get where he's trying to go. 
the problem is you're not going to you're, you're not going to help black men um you're not going to combat some some um some stereotypes of, of black of yeah. black men and some of the issues with basically like highlighting some of the how you get those problems because a lot of you know the domestic violence that candace alluded to um and you know the statistics show a lot of that does come from you know to to your point candace a lack of a lack of resources a lack of investment in community proper community um uh investing in proper education resources um things of that nature to poor black men or mental health to pull black men away from the effects of patriarchy, the effects of capitalism, effects of classism. So in trying to break that down and do better for black men, you're not going to do that by basically reinforcing that shit with entrepreneurial culture, with re- basically reinforcing capitalism, but calling, calling it black excellence, et cetera. You're not helping anybody with that shit. That basically just feeds more into the statistics that show that unfortunately black men who succumb to patriarchy tend to be violent and the victims of that tend to be black women because of intercommunal uh, violence. So you're not going to help black men by promoting black business and niggas in bad fin suits. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to stop beating bitches, wear a zoot suit. Niggas, goddamn, we to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a zoot suit. The million zoot suit march. Listen, that's the show title. Just text that to me. <laughs> zoot boomafu. <laughs> okay, that might be show title. <laughs> yeah, text that to me. Like, just again, I I agree. That our communities have a lot of potential, but until the real, until the grassroots work is done to, you know, um, dismantle patriarchy, dismantle capitalism, starting a business and putting on a slim cut suit is not going to fix anything. It's not going to make the the existing statistics any less true and any less important. I, I just... Yeah. Like, I, I, I understand want to discuss the fact that Marceau, you and your wife, y'all are probably maybe I don't know. I've never Googled it and I don't know if I want to. But let's just say that you and your wife are millionaires. We need to have a very real conversation about the fact that you have you found your level of success that you found by partnering with other black people. You are not a success story on your own. You are not a get it out the mud ass nigga. Yeah. You and Martel and Mel and your wife and maybe some other players in this, it took several niggas for niggas to be able to eat the way that y'all are eating. And if you notice, once y'all separated, once things became separate and no longer a communicative, uh, a community effort, Martel had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah, you Scope is wrapped up in all kind of lawsuits. Yeah, we saw your how y'all did. Your wife had to buy Martel out to get y'all back in the green. Have again, have the real conversations. It's not about entrepreneurship. It's about community. Yeah, like I like that's one of the things where like I I understand wanting to. Come combat some of the things you know said about black men and how we are portrayed, but you don't do that by avoiding 
like harsh conversations and actually having for real conversations and also doing better and not, you know, again, just trying to re rebrand of capitalism as like black excellence and entrepreneurship. Yeah. You don't you you don't you don't combat you don't combat things by being reactionary. You combat things by being revolutionary. Yep, absolutely. And also wearing suits that fit. <laughs> so that's my point. Okay, I do not. I don't believe that all black men, straight black men specifically, are inherently bad and awful people who beat bitches and you know and go to jail and things like that. I just believe that when you put into play classism, patriarchy, lack of resources, lack capitalism. of access capitalism and and things of that nature it is a breeding ground for those stereotypes to come into play yeah it's it's a breeding ground it's a breeding ground for men specifically black men to be conditionalized into that which therefore reinforces and reinforces patriarchy classism etc and again you're not going you're not going to combat that by one not being honest about it and two not being for real about combating it yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 all I am trying to say about it is, you know, I, I do agree that in our communities, we should own businesses and our businesses should benefit our communities. And if we work together as a community, one hand can grease the other one. Right. But again, it's not about entrepreneurship some more as it's about community and being community first and i'm yes. sorry and i'm sorry but marcel the wrong motherfucker to be speaking on that because again we saw how y'all you we saw how you we see how y'all table. treat employees and things of that nature so yes y'all are the wrong ones to speak on that and community looks like if certain peoples have a certain skill set and that skill set can be put together like a watch where all the cogs in that watch make the watch work then that's what you do because that's basically what scope was mail had a builder's license marceau had worked as a construction and contractor tisha has a business degree marceau i mean martel also had some experience in that area with building and developing so all of those pieces together ended up being lucrative and lending its hand to being a black owned business that develops property and real estate and things of that nature. That is the piece of the puzzle that you are refusing to talk about. And so that's why I cannot take you serious. And that's why I don't think you are the right person to be on this, be in these conversations about setting examples for black men, because examples should start in the community. That's all I'm saying. We're going to drag you more next week. Bell Collective. And this is the mid season finale. Um, Carlos, what's going on with mid-season finales? Give us, I understand taking a week off or something like that, but give us the whole season. You have done this to Love and Marriage DC. You've done it, you do it with Love and Marriage Huntsville. You are doing it with Bell Collective. It's kind of annoying. You think some you think something wrong with the budget? Why I wonder it? what it is. Like, give us the Give us the 15, 16, 17, 18 episodes and give us the two, three-part reunion and let's fucking go. What episode are we on now? Thir- I want to say episode 13, nine, I don't know. I don't know. Let me look. You think maybe that's why he's trying to take these breaks? He's trying to pull a Bravo and give us like 20 episode seasons and shit? Maybe. But a part of me rather ha- have a 
13, 14 season episode in the reunion, then constantly stop it. It's on episode 12. Episode 12. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need, like, if that's the, because I'm thinking maybe that's the plan, like, have, like, 12 is, like, the halfway, slightly over halfway point, and then come back and give us, like, an 18 season, 18, 19 season plus the reunion, and we don't need all that. Yeah. We don't need all that. Again, see the decline in Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> we don't need all that. A, a good 13, 14, maybe 15, maybe, season and then reunion. We good. We good. Listen, quality over quantity. Yeah. Um. So while we're here, I would like to get into Marie being delusional. And why I say that is she and Tisha sit down and she yelling, screaming, talking about how Latrice lied about going to people to dig up information on her business and trying to ruin her business and this, that, and that. Wasn't that in season one? And it's not even that. My thing is, why are you trying to rewrite history when you kicked off all of the melee with Latrice? Once, once you determine that we beefing and you got a whole ass problem with me and you want to bring it to my doorstep every time, whenever you feel like it, I don't owe you anything. I absolutely have a right to respond in kind. So who fucking cares if Latrice was digging up dirt on your business and on your name? This could have all been avoided by you not being an evil, miserable ass bitch and trying to have this long-standing beef with this woman for no fucking reason. And not only to add to that, again, like I, I said, girl, this is season one. You know we saw that, right? Like, this kicked off because you... Speaking of business, you were unprofessional about her business and tried to bring drama to her business on her name when you could have avoided all that shit. That shit because what you was mad about was not her fault. Nigga, you not even that. that Not not even that. Let's say you did get a bad batch of hair from Latrice. You never reached out and said, "Hey, can I bring this hair by you?" Because the quality to me is just lacking. And I want to know if maybe I got some bad hair from you. Like it happens, you know, I understand you do your best for quality control, quality assurance, but I'm sure sometimes a mistake gets through. Or did my, the person who made my wig swap it out for some bullshit hair? And I want to get to the bottom of this. You instantly yeah. assumed you got some fucked up hair from her. And I guess my question is, when you got the hair from her, and I hate that we having to rehash season one, when you got the hair from her, you didn't open it and look at it and see that the quality was fucked up? Or when you first looked at it, the quality looked good, and when you got it back, it didn't look nothing like what you sent over to the person that made your wig? That's what I want to know. Like something. You know, I don't even think it's, you know, a bad thing that we're talking about season one since, I mean, here, the bitch brought it up. Um, (laughs) And number two... Well, Bill is in their what third season? Four? Yeah. Third season. Third. So it ain't, you know, I can see if this was like season seven, but you know, it ain't it ain't too too bad. Um, but it's just you 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 handled everything in such an unprofessional manner. And you are surprised that someone was like, Okay, if we're gonna sling if we're gonna roll them out around in the mud, then let me bring a bucket. Like you like what what for you to be so, you know, apparently high educated and high degrees and, you know, you're a therapist and business entrepreneur and all that shit, Marie, you, some, uh, the bulb is not bright up there. No, it's not. 
Yeah, but maybe the maybe the bug went to your BBL and that's why it's bad. I don't know, but something you got to be for freaking real for somewhere, goddamn. Yeah. Now, shit. And not just friend. not just be for real on the road that you played in it. Again, you don't get to determine that you got a problem with somebody, and okay, you got a problem with her, you don't like her. That's fine. We don't like people all of the time, and people don't like us all of the time. The difference is. You didn't like her, and instead of you just keeping your distance from her and leaving her to fuck alone and staying in your corner and she staying hers, you made it a point to fuck with that girl at every turn. And now you are sitting up here crying because that girl dished it far better than you did, but you couldn't take it half as good as she did. She let that shit roll off her back. Oh, you saying my hair bullshit, but I got too many satisfied customers. I'm not even finna. I'm not even. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. But she has some real shit on your business. The only thing, the only reason you mad is because the shit she had on you was true. That's what this is about. She has some shit on you, and you had to go clean your shit up. That's all this is about. So stop all that rewriting history shit, trying to act like Latrice started with you. Latrice Rogers didn't start with you, Marie Monroe. Marie Monroe started with Latrice Rogers and Latrice finished it. And you've been mad ever since. Marie Mongo, am I right about? Marie Monslow. (laughs) Marie Mon No Real Dirt. That's what the problem is. Marie Monlow. Latrice Rogers, Joe ass. (laughs) Latrice Rogers. (laughs) That's what what the fuck that is about. Mm. Shit. You just mad you lost the war. That's all this is about. And to um, that I say, if you bad you lost the war, then you shouldn't have started it. Now, I do got, um, I don't know. I guess any giving back is a good thing. But JJ and So Gucci, I want to understand how this works. If you're giving back, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm being an asshole. But to me, just giving out T-shirts and socks no, nah, I don't think you've been an asshole because I'm sorry. Well, actually, I'm not sorry because fuck them. I feel it like just... if you work with an organization and they provide things for you to give out, why not meet that and then add a little more? So if this if this organization you work with provides t-shirts and socks, why don't you why don't you and Jay Today provide under undergar uh, underwear and hygiene products or something see, exactly. like that? I just see, that, that's what I'm saying, like. Exactly. That's why I don't feel bad. You're not being an asshole because this shit is performative, especially considering these two motherfuckers, especially so Gucci, you know, number one realtor, et cetera. If you got the means what you motherfuckers claim to have, why not go above and beyond? Because the aura can only do so much. You motherfuckers got the means. Why not do extra? You're extra in every other goddamn avenue of your motherfucking lives except for this one. Yeah. Like you went and you went and imported a stripper from Jamaica for her birthday party, but you, you feel like you feel like giving out t-shirts and socks is really doing your community due diligence. Hello, come on, Dick. See, 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 we're cooking. We're cooking. We're cooking. Like right, now, nah, fuck out of here. Y'all taking trips to Dubai and shit like that. I'm just saying, if you are gonna provide one type of undergarment, please provide a package. Here's some clean here panties or un- or boxes of briefs or whatever here are panties and underclothes to go with those t-shirts and those socks and if you're yeah. going to provide undergarments why not do little hygiene packages 
Here go toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, lotion, deodorant. Listen, that's because y'all got the y'all. Listen, if my goddamn, if my underpaid ass can get out here and listen, shout out, shout out to shout out to Ty, shout out to, to me when we was out here uh, getting um, homeless people um, a couple of years ago, uh, proper house uh, housing and blankets and meals and shit. If we can do that with our underpaid asses. Y'all motherfuckers who got the means and access can do more than some goddamn t-shirts and socks. Yeah. Yep. I felt like I was being an asshole, but that kind of vexed me. <laughs> no. I was you, like, huh? Or did they just say t-shirts and socks? No, nah, you weren't being an asshole. You saw a motherfucker not being for real. It, it was very much performative. Like everything about the Listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I've been sounding like a broken record. I just, but I just don't like them niggas. I don't Everything like them, and every, I don't every, like the fact that you invited your stepchildren, and you're acting like you're not actively pressing charges against their mother. Talk about it, and you think sheep, they you should start. be okay with that, and that they should want to be around you. And I also have a further problem with your bullshit, broke bum ass daughter, who is nothing more than a baby mama. Ain't even with that baby daddy sitting around talking about who jealous and who don't take accountability. Yo, mammy don't take accountability. Hello. I just thought the the audacity was astounding. Yeah, like everything about them, about, about that that clan on 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 so Gucci and JJ side. Yeah. All I said, JJ kids better than me. Yeah, I agree. That's all I can say. Cause <laughs> since y'all want to talk about my. Yeah, since y'all want to talk about my mom and bring up so much mess and chaos, we're we gonna take it to hell. Let, let, let's go, Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. Every chance I get, I'll bring discomfort and misfortune since you want to play ball head motherfucking game. Absolutely. Speaking of ball head motherfucking game. Um, okay. Let let me say this. I don't first of all, I don't want to minimize what Aikisha is going through because I think it's important to see these things on TV outside of the drama, because I don't think a lot of people understand how debilitating anxiety can be and how anxiety can then create physical health problems in one's life when it's not properly handled. And so I'm really glad to see her going to the doctor because more than likely her anxiety plays a role in her blood pressure being high it plays a role in her being able to sleep sound. It probably plays a role in her day-to-day as a wife, a mom, and a businesswoman. Anxiety can be crippling for a lot of people. And oftentimes we don't have the resources or we are too scared to get the help that we need to get beyond it. So I fuck with that. Now, I want to move on to Latrice. Um, okay, I... It, two things could be true at once, friend, and tell me if you picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, go ahead. I think, well, three things. I think that her marriage is always the topic of conversation because Cliff is always showing his ass publicly. I agree with that. I believe that Latrice is not more open about her marital issues because she knows that those women really don't like her. I also agree with that. And I think it is really easy to see Latrice as fake because she is always trying to act like her marriage is perfect in front of these girls and in front of these cameras. I also agree with that. She putting up a she putting up a facade because she try, she unfortunately is trying to protect Cliff more than he deserves. Correct. And so I think when you wrap all three of those things and you bundle them together, it is hard to figure out how to 
interact and deal with Latrice. Yeah, because it's kind of a thing you're kind of dancing on eggshells because, and more so, honestly, you know, to your first point, uh, it's more so Cliff dancing around Cliff because if you talk to Latrice about it, about it or damn anything, you run the risk of having to deal with Cliff because Cliff don't know how to not show his ass, even to his wife or in public or both. Yeah. So it is, uh, it can it can be kind of tricky how you interact and deal with Latrice because it's not just dealing with Latrice, it's dealing with everything with Latrice, a.k.a. Cliff. Yep. Which that in itself should be like, hey, if everybody got to dance on eggshells around me because of you, you know, maybe we don't need to be together. Yeah. But I'm also not married to a motherfucker who's mentally and potentially maybe physically abusive. So forgive me for talking outside of my neck on how to deal with that. But it's got to be hard. Yeah. Yep. All I know is Cliff me old ass need to get beat the fuck up. And I'm willing to do it. Yep. Absolutely. And so as we see in this episode, Latrice is having a conversation with her mom. And Latrice and Cliff are, well, first things first. I, oh, I'm about to throw up. Try, <laughs> I, mm, mm, mm. Say, say it real quick so you don't have to linger on it. I agree that Latrice was wrong in not telling Cliff weeks after that she signed that deal. Cliff had yeah. a very valid point in that that should have been a conversation. And even if she still continued with the deal, why would you? not be honest about that. And the reason is because she refuses to tell him that she is tired of him having so much say so in her life. Yep. And you cannot yep. uh what what's your favorite saying if you going to fuck around fuck around what? Exponentially. If you are going to establish your own independence, if you are going to stand up for yourself, if you are going to going to change the tides in your relationship, you cannot do it half-assed and half-hearted. Yeah. You need to stand 10 toes down in the shit you do because the way you went about that further makes Cliff feel like you're a child who needs his protection and his guidance because you can stand up as a grown woman and say, I am looking to sign a distribution deal with my business. This is the contract that I'm being presented. I had my attorney look over it. I like it and I'm signing it. You can't Waiting take- till weeks after to say something and then saying it matter-of-factly like you forgot. That's the other part, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, I meant to, I meant to tell you this. How do you how do you act like you casually forgot that you just signed a nationwide distribution deal for your business? Yeah. Like you can't you can't take you can't you can't take back control being sneaky. That those those are two things that are completely opposite. Yep. Yeah, because 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 my, I wasn't mad at her doing the deal at all because this is your business. You are successful. You are a businesswoman. It honestly is pretty fucking ridiculous, which, again, circle back to my point about Cliff Lee to be beat the fuck up and I'll be the one to do it. Um, it is pretty ridiculous that your husband, who this business is not his, has feels like he needs to have so much say and control and dictate what you do. That is not a partner. That is someone trying to be your dad. Uh, so... I'm not mad at you doing your own thing, but like you said, Candace, if you go, if you don't do it, do it and be grown titty and stand ten toes down in it. Don't be you listen, that motherfucker, you blow on Cliff and he gonna turn to dust. Don't be scared of that motherfucker. At all. At all. 
So yeah, it's one of the, yeah, like he was right. It's just that we have to look at the circumstances around why he was right, which kind of circle back to him. The reason that it was that you, the reason that you right is because you always damn wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a goddamn shame. <laughs> yep. Like how you write because you always wrong, nigga. You old ass bastard. Yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Also, do you get the feeling from me that I do with Latrice Mama that she want to stab the fuck out of Cliff every time she uh, she see him? Uh, yes. Okay, I thought it was just me. Yes. Just the, just the way she look at that nigga. She don't she don't care for Cliff, and I'm glad that Latrice had a breakthrough and that she recognizes that she never had no business referring to that man as daddy. She never had no business doing that. And she acknowledges that she has a lot of daddy issues, a lot of father trauma. And because she came into this relationship looking for a father figure, he treats her like a child and he thinks she's impressionable. And her age made her biggest, his biggest attraction to her is that she was young, trauma ridden and impressionable and he could control her. I don't believe Latrice and Cliff will be married much longer. I think if we stick around for another one to two seasons of this show, Latrice will be filing for divorce. I think as it stands, Latrice is laying the groundwork to determine how to separate her and Cliff from any of her businesses and financial doings. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. She doesn't look happy with Cliff. They they have had very few happy moments. Um, I thought it was a lot of fucking nerve for Latrice to, I mean, Letitia to be talking to Latrice about Cliff when you sit up and you dog walk the shit out of Latrice and Cliff to anybody who will listen. To mm. me, that's not a friend. You should and have listened to Latrice first. Not only that, also considering your situation back home. Ugh. Hmm. Don't even get me fucking started. Hmm. You and a nigga named Glenn. You and a nigga named Glenn who don't respect nothing about you. Mm. I'm just saying. Um, mm. 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 Just saying. Lot of nerve. Lot of nerve. Yep. Lot of damn nerve. But you know, I I agree with you. Also, not speaking of that, you're not wrong. And also, uh, 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 Andy, th- th- this is how you lay groundwork for critique for for stardom and viewership. This, this you see this, Andy? You see this? This is how you do it. Yep. We got the we got the we got the the unhappy couple. We got the groundwork for the divorce. We got the groundwork for po- for life after divorce. This see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, two snaps and a twist. You motherfucker, you. And the crazy part is, Andy know the formula. He just too lazy to do it. He too lazy to do it. Yep. So you giving it a, a season, maybe a season and a half before they divorce. I'm giving it like two two more seasons, and I think. Like I think in the next season we'll get a, a legal separation, and then in the season after that we gonna get a divorce. I see that. Yeah. Now this brunch, I'm just so sorry. Um, I think all these empowerment brunches are typically not typically. They're all scams. They're all unrealistic. Um, the average woman attending these events is not in a place financially to do the things that some of these women have done because they have had either a very specialized skill set like Marie 
which we can't take that away from Marie. She is she is educated and she is licensed. She is a therapist. She can own clinics. Uh, she has firsthand knowledge of addiction and what it looks like. And she was able to move and shake, albeit maybe fraudulently, but she was able to move and shake <laughs> and open up methadone clinics and shit like that. Um, even if we talk about Letitia, well, Glenn had a has a really good ass job prior to her becoming a part of this show, which is probably why he felt like he could cheat all over her because he was a breadwinner. But he was out there on the, he out there on them oil rigs earning very very good six figures, very stable six figures easily. Yeah, good job, good job. Latrice, another one, Cliff's money, right? I'm not saying he fully backed her, but I'm saying he definitely probably put up some of the capital needed yeah. for her to take off and for Goddess Lens to be what it is. Yeah, Ikeisha, her husband is a former NFL player. And her family, she comes from generational wealth by way of her family. Movers yeah. and shakers in, in Jackson. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I don't have much for Tambra. I do not care about her in this demon storyline. So I don't have nothing to say about it. So, so may, I, may I add this? Uh, because we rightfully got on Marceau and the suit, suit niggas. Um, empowerment brunches uh, are basically the... the um, the, the niggas in suits but for but for black women. It's just 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 like with the niggas, it's just like black capitalism, but make it black excellent. Yeah. That's all it really is. Because yep. again, it's it is not about the it's about the capital and getting the capital, not about pouring into the community. Absolutely. And so um yeah. So Gucci, you know, JJ uh, What do that has, nigga do? I don't know for sure, but I do remember that their kids were on that dancing show on Lifetime a long time ago. Remember, like dancing divas, dancing dolls, or some shit like yes. that. Yes, 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 I that do is, Yes, and his daughters were uh, like national champion winning dancers on dance teams. So, but even still, even with real estate. Again, very specialized, very, you got to have the right personality and this, that, and the third. Right connection. Now, what I will say is, I don't know how good of a real estate agent so Gucci is, is because we ain't seen her sell a house shit this season or last yeah. season. So I don't know how good she is. And every time she arguing with somebody is because they didn't buy, they didn't buy property with her. So I don't know. Now, I'm going to ding Latrice because I agree with everybody doing a collective facepalm when she made that really nasty remark about working nine to five. And this is how you know that she wants to act like she's self-made, but she had a lot of help. Um, most entrepreneurs wish they could go back to a nine to five. For the average business person who starts a business, it is a long time before they actually turn enough profit to pay themselves a salary yearly. A lot of people who get businesses off the ground typically continue to work those nine to fives until that business is stable. And then there's a lot of people, a majority of people who start businesses that fail within the first one to two years. I really want LLC Coons to get a reality check about starting a business. And I do think for people like Latrice in a town in, in like Jackson, Mississippi, at the time where I'm pretty sure their beauty supply stores and things like that 
look much like every beauty supply store in the hood. It's owned by non-black. So she got in at a time where there was a need for somebody that looked like the her customers to be selling them hair. All of the forces combined perfectly for her to be where she is. If Latrice had to start Goddess Links in 2023, I believe she would have a harder time becoming a success she is because there are so many Black women now that sell hair, sell wigs, sell frontals, and so on and so forth. So just to have nastiness in your tone about a nine to five, when a lot of entrepreneurs don't even can't even stop working a nine to five within the first one to two years of their business getting off the ground. I, I, I'm glad everybody was like, girl, what the fuck? Mm. I really am. It was needed. And it looked like on the next episode, she's going to have a fucking meltdown because Letitia going to get on her ass about it. But again, girl, what the fuck? What are you doing, Sharon? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Somebody on the show pregnant, and I don't, I couldn't tell who because they was wearing Jordans and it, and it, but they didn't show no faces. So I guess we'll have to wait until after the mid season break for that. Um, but God, please don't let it be Latrice. For the love of God. For the love of God. For the love of God. So we got anything else? Because I do have something I want to close with. Something positive. Okay, go ahead, friend. So. <clears throat> now, see, this is what you want to do if you want to change the image of black men or if you want to, you know, show positive aspects of black men. This is how you confront that. Um, this is how you confront that and not do what Marceau did and not talk about the 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 uh, bad issues or try to skirt around the bad issues or skirt around statistics. In Louisiana... There have been a bunch of fights in one of the, the schools, and what they they decided to do was get get student student dads involved, primarily black men. And since then, there have been no fights in the schools since. That is how you show positivity with black men. Community. Yeah. Yeah. Active black fathers, active black community driven fathers, making positive changes within our communities. That's how you do it. Yeah, don't do it by getting in ill-fitting suits and spouting black capitalists. <laughs> I just wanted to sh- share that and end on some positivity. Um, we out. We'll be back next week. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher. Don't matter. Subscribe so that when a new episode drops, you'll be notified immediately. And thank you for continuing to support us. We appreciate y'all. Subscribe to the Patreon. Red Noise Level, $5 a month. Ratchet Reloaded. We're having a blast. Until next week, we out. Peace.